I'm Joel Parker. And I'm Jill Shong. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020. Coming up, as the world creates and uses more and more lithium-ion batteries, what are the possibilities and plans for keeping their expensive and toxic components out of the landfill waste stream? We talk with Dr. Zhang Chen about the possibilities and processes for recycling the future flood of lithium-ion batteries. Welcome to the penultimate 2020 edition of How on Earth. As an introductory note to today's show, we should mention perhaps a How in Sky event, the grand conjunction of the planets Jupiter and Saturn. You can see the two bright planets in the southwest right after sunset, and a conjunction means they appear very close together in the sky as seen from Earth. Even though in reality, Saturn is about 450 million miles farther away from us than Jupiter. Due to their orbits, they have a conjunction roughly every 20 years. But it has been nearly 400 years since the planets passed this close to each other in the sky, and nearly 800 years since the alignment of Saturn and Jupiter occurred this close at night. Their closest moment was last night, coincidentally, on the winter solstice, but they still will be very close for many days. So go out after sunset and look to the southwest. This being the day after the winter solstice, a time symbolizing rebirth and renewal, it seems appropriate to talk about recycling. And since people are receiving a lot of new battery-powered gifts for the holidays, let's talk about recycling batteries. Portable electronics have become ubiquitous, and along with that, the stockpiles of used lithium-ion batteries are growing. These batteries contain valuable metals, These include nickel, cobalt, and copper. Indeed, approximately 50% of the cost to manufacture a new lithium-ion battery is the materials cost. Recycling battery waste is a logical process for finding metals to make future batteries instead of mining the earth for them. Some of these metals, such as cobalt, are mined in politically unstable regions of the world, like the Democratic Republic of Congo. Lithium is obtained from brine extraction, mostly from Bolivia and other parts of South America. Recycling not only reduces the amount of mining the earth for these metals, it also prevents the spent batteries from ending up in landfills and contaminating soils and groundwater. There are predictions that by 2030, worldwide the amount of discarded lithium-ion batteries will be 2 million metric tons per year. 
All of these issues would suggest that lithium-ion batteries would be recycled at a high rate. So, how much of the world's used lithium-ion batteries actually are recycled? Less than 5%. This is very low. Now, compare this to the lead-acid battery that we use to start up our vehicles, which is recycled at a rate of nearly 100%. Now, why is that? Well, Joel, there are several reasons. It's not always technically or economically feasible to recover the metals from lithium-ion batteries. Most lithium-ion battery recycling requires a high-temperature melting and extraction process, otherwise known as smelting. Facilities that can do this energy-intensive process also require equipment that can treat harmful emissions generated during the process. By contrast, the lead-acid battery recycling is a process that's much more simple. The lead-acid batteries are just broken up into pieces, and the acid is drained away and treated. The lead and plastic that's left separate very easily in a water tank, and the lead, which makes up about 60% of the battery by weight, is reused to make more batteries. So no high temperatures, no complex melting or extraction is needed. It's very simple. That's why we recycle almost 100% of our lead-acid batteries. But with lithium-ion battery recycling, it's just not so simple. The materials don't separate easily. And one other challenge is that there can be large fluctuations in prices for certain metals, like nickel or cobalt. And so when the price of these metals drop below a certain point, then the economics for recycling them with this expensive process becomes much more difficult. Also, when designing batteries in the first place, the manufacturers are very focused on improving battery longevity and the recharging time, and designing for their recycling has not been the number one priority. There are scientists and startup companies working to tackle this problem, however. How on Earth's Shelley Schlender talked with Dr. Zheng Chen, a professor of nanoengineering at the University of California, San Diego, who is co-author on the paper titled Efficient Direct Recycling of Lithium-Ion Battery Cathodes by Targeted Healing, which was published a few weeks ago in the journal Joule that publishes research about sustainable energy. Before we go to the interview with Dr. Chen, let's review the basics of how a battery is put together. The simplest battery, which nearly every school kid sees in a science class, is the copper-zinc battery. Like all batteries, there are two electrodes. Electrodes are conductors through which electric current either enters or leaves a component in a circuit. So one electrode is where extra electrons are produced in a process called oxidation. That electrode is called the anode, and it is the negative end of a battery. The other electrode, the positive end, is where the extra electrons are drawn to in a process called reduction. This is the electrode on the positive end of a battery, and it's called the cathode. Now, in our simple battery, the zinc is oxidized at the anode, and the electrons flow to the copper cathode. But charge doesn't flow in a battery until it is connected to a circuit, for instance, to run a motor, that allows the electrons to flow from the anode to the cathode. Now, the third essential part of a battery is an electrolyte, which is typically just a liquid or a gel of some sort. This is usually just a simple salt or acid solution. 
This allows for the reactions to take place. For school projects, a lemon or a potato provides more than enough salts and acid for the electrolyte of a copper zinc battery. That's what you see called a lemon battery or a potato clock. It's a very simple battery, obviously. There's no recharging it, and you can't power much with it besides a weak light bulb. Now back to the lithium-ion battery. In the lithium-ion battery, the anode is usually a carbon or graphite-like material. The cathode is a lithium-ion-containing material, but there are many different types. Some also contain iron and phosphate, some contain cobalt, others contain nickel, manganese, and cobalt, and still others contain all of those plus aluminum. So lithium-ion batteries are not all the same. These metals are also glued together at the cathode with a binder, and separating them during recycling is challenging. It requires the use of certain organic solvents like NMP, which is hazardous and requires a lot of safety equipment for their handling. Now, the advantage of lithium-ion batteries is that they are not based upon chemical reactions that break down the electrodes, like our copper-zinc battery, where eventually the zinc is all gone. Rather, they use lithium ions flowing back and forth between the anode and cathode. So batteries have been around for more than 200 years, but the lithium ion batteries are relative newcomers to the power storage game. The first lithium ion battery was built in 1985, and the first commercial lithium ion battery was produced in 1991. These batteries were such significant game changers that their invention was awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 2019 to the three scientists who developed it. The Nobel Committee stated that, quote, Lithium-ion batteries have revolutionized our lives since they first entered the market in 1991. They have laid the foundation of a wireless, fossil-fuel-free society and are of the greatest benefit to humankind. Dr. Chen at UC San Diego has worked out a process for recycling the lithium-ion batteries that have iron phosphate in their cathodes. So this type of lithium-ion battery has a long lifetime, and it's used in Tesla's Model 3, as well as power tools, electric buses, and energy grids. Dr. Chen's process is done at a lower temperature and uses benign chemicals like citric acid. They have also tested their process by using the recycled materials to create new batteries, and they've proved that the batteries made with the recycled materials work very well. So let's hear more about this from Shelly Schlender and her guest, Dr. Zhang Chen. Zhang Chen, you have figured out a new way to make lithium-ion batteries more ecological. What is the problem with lithium-ion batteries? Okay, I, I think I can make a simple comparison to explain that. So think about today, everyone is talking about uh, plastic waste, right? Because in the past history, people used so much uh, plastics, Right now, we find it in land, in ocean, it becomes a big problem, okay? So today, we are pushing for electrification for our cars, uh, using like batteries to drive cars. So the same thing, the car, each car will use maybe 100 kilograms of batteries. After five to 10 years, the car is going to retail. They are not a pure metal, and they have a lot of uh, uh, critical materials, for example, uh, lithium, cobalt, nickel. Those metals are toxic, and also they are expensive. And after eight or 10 years, what are you going to do? Are they going to be like our plastic waste? 
and then no one is going to take care of them, it's going to be a loss of value, but also is a huge problem for environment. All right, so this is a huge problem. I guess that I'd been thinking about things like cars as something where a lot of it can be recycled if they're made out of steel. Then the steel can be squished down and melted and turned into something else. I guess I just assumed that things like the cobalt. What was that other bad one you said? Bad metal, cobalt, nickel. Okay. Oh, three, four. So cobalt, nickel, <laughs> lithium, lithium, manganese. Manganese. Okay. There's there's more than four. Yeah, yeah. I, I just keep picturing that the way that you recycle things is you just squish them together mm-hmm. into a little box, and then you melt them, and then you make something new out of them. Yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah, in terms of our common goods, like、uh, our coke cans. Aluminum cans, aluminum can be very easy to、uh, easily recycle, like steel, because they're metal, or they're relatively pure metals. So you can squeeze them and send to a smelting machine, and then you can get,、uh, I mean, pure metal back after a simple process. But a battery is different. The metals are in very different chemical composition. You cannot simply squeeze them and melt them to get them back. Oh no, that's a totally different story. Okay, so you can't squeeze and melt down lithium and then say, okay, now you can be a new battery because it's a complex structure, and it's hard to separate them.、Mm-hmm. It's a toxic thing if you just throw it away. It's not only because of their structure; it's because of the battery have to made in certain form, morphology, shape, and then in battery you do not only have metals, you have plastic. So this metals is made in the form of ceramic. That's why we call it oxides, a phosphate, like the nickel and phosphate. Also, you have liquid. Oh my gosh! You have flammable liquids together with these ceramics. So you have plastics. You have ceramics. I think about a ceramic mug you drink out of. You have different metals, and all of them are in very special locations, and it's hard to separate them out. Oh my! Plus, batteries are expensive to make in the first place. Yes, it's still expensive, and today it's still very expensive. Still very expensive, and so、yeah. here we have this problem where you seem to have found something of a solution, where what you're looking at is instead of squishing down and trying to melt a battery or just tossing it out,、mm-hmm. why not spiff it up、mm-hmm. and clean it up and basically make it just like new again. To some extent, this is、uh, accurate description, but、uh, we are not getting everything back for our process. We are getting probably the most valuable stuff back from the battery. So for plastic, we cannot recycle. For metal, we, we are going to use traditional methods because in the batteries we have many different metals. We have aluminum, we have copper. Those metal, pure metal, can be recycled easily. But for the electrode materials that store charge, as you described. The layer, the ceramics, all these materials with very special particle size and morphology and the shape has to be recycled in a different way. So I'm picturing—I don't know anything about batteries, <laughs> but I can explain what a toaster looks like that you put toast into.、Uh-huh. So it's kind of like what you would do is you'd peel off the outside layer of the toaster and you would squish that and melt it down and do all of that.、Uh-huh. If you find any plastic in it, you'd find some way to either throw it out or recycle it. But then you get to the key part that's in the inside. All、yeah. of this intricate stuff.、Yeah. In a toaster oven, what it does is it heats up toast.、Yeah. But in the case of a battery, the inside of it、mm-hmm. is something where its whole purpose is to pull in energy and then send it out when there's work to be done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the stuff that is the most complex and expensive part of the lithium battery in my computer and the lithium battery if I have an electric car. 
Mm-hmm. That's the most expensive and toxic part to try to deal with. And what you're doing is you're trying to clean it up. Yes, exactly. You also have an interesting process reading through your paper. You use words like citric acid uh-huh. and lithium ions. Well, I know that lithium is something that people take for di- depression sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's it's something like that. And then citric acid, that's lemon juice. Lemon juice, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I've got a feeling that you aren't just bathing these batteries in lemon juice and lithium ions from medicine cabinet. What are you doing? The citric acid, it's a good stuff, actually. It's very cheap, we know. Yeah, we can buy it from, I mean, a half dollar per kilogram in large quantity. That's two and a half pounds of citric acid for 50 cents? Yeah. The citric acid is a reducing agent. So it helps the iron, the metal, in a higher valence status to be reduced to a low valence status. So it combines with deficient lithium, which we also put in the solution. Now you're going to have to pull back a bit. I'm sorry, but I don't know what a reducing agent is. All I know about lemon juice okay. is okay. that if you, have a, if you have a stain on something, yeah. then sometimes if you rub a little lemon juice on it, it either makes more of a stain or else it takes the stain out. And so maybe if it's taking the stain out like a, of a piece of cloth, mm-hmm. then it's reducing something mm-hmm. in the stain to make it come out. Is that the same? Okay, all right. So citric acid helps to give a push for the degraded lithium battery materials to take lithium to heal, to treat the defects, the better things, and then turn the, the bad battery material into a good battery material. Okay, so it helps the battery that's all used up mm-hmm. to draw in the lithium ions mm-hmm. that it's used up or lost in some way. Yeah, so yeah. that it repop- it repopulates the battery with the lithium ions it needs to do energy exchanges. Exactly. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the way. Yeah, here you go. Okay. <laughs> so something about the citric acid creates the right environment for the lithium ions to stick in the places that they're missing in the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seems pretty simple. Yeah, that's true. Could I do this in my backyard? If I get, uh, like if my computer laptop lithium ion battery just starts or my cell phone my cell phone is a real problem right now Mm -hmm. i think it has a lithium battery in it and it's taking too long to charge and it burns out too fast so Mm -hmm. if i take this cell phone battery out this Mm -hmm. lithium and i put it in a bowl with lemon juice for instance Mm -hmm. then i get a prescription for lithium ions (laughs) i mean can i do this at home that's 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 a good thought but unfortunately it's probably not going to work the reason is that lithium battery is not safe, you know. Even after it dies, as I said, it has organic flammable liquids inside. It still has some charge. So it could burn. It could shock me. It could burn me. Yeah, okay, exactly. so don't do this at home. Don't do that. The other thing in your paper, you mentioned that in traditional ways to try to recycle lithium batteries, there has to be a great deal of heat to help the chemical processes get to the point where they'll do what they need to do. But this more simple, seemingly simple process that you have yeah. also means that you don't you need to use as much heat. You don't need to put as much energy in because it's all chemical reactions that are happening, not heat-driven. Yeah, it's mild. It's very mild reaction process. So the energy use is significantly reduced. Have you done this? Have you used batteries that you have reprocessed this way and demonstrated that they work as well as they are they good as new when you do this? Yeah, we test it through small batteries to relatively larger batteries. Yeah, it works 
Exactly the same. However, your research paper, the news release about it, ended by saying, of course, there needs to be more research done to make sure that we can scale this up in a way that it would be needed because there are a lot of lithium batteries that need to be recycled. Yeah. Is that a big challenge or is that easy? Challenge is that everyone has a couple of batteries. How are we going to put these batteries in the same place, in the same facility? We cannot throw your battery into your normal trash can for cars to pick, right? So because we know batteries are relatively dangerous. So we need to have a good way and more logical way to collect the batteries and send them in a safe way to the processing plant. How are we going to do that? That is the question. Well, you know, I live in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We're a very cool and green place. Mm-hmm. And one thing that happens in Boulder, which I suspect happens in San Diego, is that there are hard-to-recycle facilities Yeah, where people can go and drop off something that's hard to recycle, and then it gets channeled from there to the plants and facilities that can do this. Mm-hmm. Could there be a way to have car repair places, for instance, have um, some connection to a hard-to-recycle facility that starts to channel them to the factory that recycles the batteries? Yeah, that's a good way. That's the thought. Actually, uh, the U.S. Department of Energy thinking about uh, uh, the logistic development yeah, for startup companies to get involved in developing these logistics to allow everyone to recycle their batteries because electrical vehicles, they're new, right? Lithium batteries, they're 10 or 20 years old. So by the time coming, we have too many batteries. So this kind of channels are going to be very important. I hope everyone will participate. And then we have a good way from the technology to logistics, yeah, to eliminate the pollution, eliminate the waste from batteries. Zheng Chen, are you working with the Department of Energy? Uh, yes, I'm part of a big project called uh, Resale. So it's Remixel Resale Center which is uh, funded by Department of Energy, okay, and led by uh, Argonne National University. So I'm part of the team. So uh, this work is also partially related yeah, to that effort. So we need a good recycling technology. We also need a very good uh, logistics methods to transport, yeah, to collect the batteries for recycling. Because these can start a fire Yeah, as they're being transported. Whoops. Yes, so it's a little bit more complicated than recycling some other things. Yeah, papers. It's more complicated. Well, it's such an interesting thing because you have a technology that you think is going to be clean and efficient for refreshing the batteries and making them basically like new. Mm -hmm. And yet there are a lot of other pieces on the end of just making the the plant that does it, that getting the batteries to the plant, raising awareness so that people send the batteries to the plant. There's a lot to that too. Still, how soon could we have this happening? Not going to take very long. I think in the next five to 10 years, yeah, we are going to have major facility operating in this country. You said it's not going to take very long. And then you said five to 10 years. I was hoping you'd say six to 12 months. Uh, six to 12 months, that's, that's a good hope. Yeah, so particularly for recycling, there are a lot of um, environmental policies, right? We need to design them more carefully. And then, as we said, lithium batteries entered into the market uh, just uh, quite a, a few years ago, right? So we still have some window, yeah, 
to develop the technology, to design the good process, to design the facility. But the situation is that it's not too bad at this moment because we haven't built so much wasted batteries. But I would say after the three, five years, we're going to have a lot of old batteries to be taken care of. By that day, I hope we have good facility to treat all of them to make sure we don't yeah, any batteries into the into the soil, into the ocean. That's the big issue. Because of those metals are so toxic. Yeah. Do you think this is the way to a green future? Yeah, recycling definitely is a must. Yeah, we have to make sure the technology is ready. Once we have tons or millions of tons of batteries coming out from the road. Well, thank you. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks to Shelley Schlender for that interview with Dr. Zhang Chen, a professor of nanoengineering at the University of California, San Diego. We note that there is a new player in the field of batteries, the lithium solid-state batteries. These solid-state batteries have several advantages compared with the current style of lithium-ion batteries, including high safety and higher energy density. Solid-state batteries may contain no flammable liquid electrolytes, reducing the risk of overheating and fire when damaged. In fact, a Denver-area company, Solid Power, based in Louisville, Colorado, claims that solid-state batteries are able to use the growing lithium-ion battery recycling infrastructure. Since these solid-state batteries also contain nickel, manganese, lithium, and small amounts of cobalt, the same methods for recycling lithium-ion batteries by extracting these metals will also work for solid-state batteries. In fact, you could say solid-state batteries have great potential. That's all for this edition of How on Earth. Our executive producer is Beth Bennett. This week's show is produced by Joel Parker and engineered by Sam Fuqua. Additional contributions by Shelley Schlender. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Additional music from Pink Floyd. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and you can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303-447-9911. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Joel Parker. And I'm Jill Shong.